Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and RealNurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to Lockbox. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I am here today with Heather Ewing. Heather, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Absolutely. So why don't you start off by telling our listeners who you are and where you're from? Definitely. I'm the founder and CEO of Abstract Commercial Real Estate. We're a boutique commercial real estate firm located in downtown Madison, Wisconsin. Our expertise is with retail restaurants and emphasis in mixed use. And we work in service, tenants, landlords, developers, and it's really our goal and our our intention to cultivate those rich experiences for people, which really expands throughout the community in addition to cash flowing properties and great investments. I love that. Awesome. And of course, I am on the commercial side. So I, I love having commercial real estate guests and the whole mixed use restaurant retail sector is, is very interesting to me. I, I've primarily focused on multifamily, but there's so much opportunity elsewhere. It's like, you know, there's so many verticals in real estate. So I love it. Um, exactly. What got you into real estate in the beginning? What was like your first experience with, with real estate that really showed you the power of, of this amazing industry? So the interesting thing is some people are kind of a straight line with careers. I was definitely the weaving (laughs) um, person. I joke that I was 11 years in the operations sector. So I was negotiating overseas deals, toolings, things of that nature. And then I went through an early midlife crisis in my early 30s and was really investigating what I like, what I don't like. And later I came upon commercial real estate. And it was nice. I was speaking with a broker and he's like, Heather, here's four names. Talk with each of them and, and see what you like best. And in, in doing that, I ended up talking with a broker and he had mentioned retail. I've always loved shopping. I didn't realize that you could have a career in it in helping both tenants, landlords and developers with that. And that's how I got started and um, have been in the, the retail and restaurant arena for about seven years now. That's awesome. So your mentor said, here's, you know, four names, go talk to four different brokers that have different specialties. Uh, Actually a broker that I met. And that's how I met the the broker that I did work for, for for five years. What a great tip. Yes. The power of connections, right? Talking to people, getting out and exploring. And I think if I had a suggestion for people, it's really to explore options. And I think a lot of times people have a hard time getting from A to B to C but it all starts with an interest and also following through with questions and learning more about a market to find if it's a fit for you or not. Right. If you have interest, if you'd like to be in that market, if you'd like to be talking to those types of property owners, and that's, that's a great tip 
for me in multifamily, I love talking to real estate investors. And you right. know, myself, I, I was kind of a real estate investor since I was 16 because I inherited a property with my sisters and we decided to, to manage it. And we, so we, instead of selling it right away, we, we managed it through my 20s. I slowly bought them out. And so I kind of understood that whole investor side of it. And then when I got into real estate marketing and then now I have my license, I just, some of my favorite people in the world to talk to are real estate investors that are doing, you know, like single family or multifamily. And uh, I, I just feel like I connect with them so much because of my experience. So exactly. to your point, like make sure that when you're getting into this, you're in an arena that makes sense for you, right? Exactly. And I think that's the thing too of, you know, understanding what, each career arena offers. And it's really, you know, there isn't a perfect one. It really is how well you align with it. And so for yourself, you know, I love that you started so young and got into it in such a great way. And you're expanding upon that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, even though I got into it, you know, around age 40, it was one of those that to me, I just love all aspects. Of it. I've always loved eating. <laughs> I'm an avid runner. Um, love shopping, experiencing, being out. I've always enjoy a very artistic nature. And that's where uh, working with some of these new mixed use developments, it, it's nice to see the baseline and then, then build the drawings upon the files. And, you know, over time, you have this beautiful high rise property that's going to really provide a nice home for people and also the amenities through the retail and restaurants and things of that nature. So it pays to ask the questions, spend the time investigating and find the right fit for you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so now to give my listeners some context as to where you are now in your real estate career, um, what was your transaction volume like last year, 2021? I had a 370% increase. So for me, it was very good. Our market has been very strong. I think being in the Midwest, in Madison specifically, it's due to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, also the state capital, and we have a fair amount of IT in this area. So with IT, a lot of millennials are migrating to Madison despite our cold winters. And in that sense, you know, looking at the national trends too, we're bouncing back more quickly than some of the other states. So I feel very fortunate to be in this market. And I was talking with friends, brokers of firms and things like that in New York as well. And they've had a really busy 2021. And this year is starting off in the same same pace. Got it. What did you do to nearly quadruple your transaction volume in a single year? That's amazing. Yeah. So again, I think, you know, so much of commercial real estate really is relationships. And it's also numbers in the sense of reaching out getting your name, getting your brand out, and then also uh, reciprocating that. So I did start my own firm. It'll be two years in April. So that definitely uh, led to part of it. And also for me, it was really nice to create my firm based on me, what's important to me, the branding of it. And you know how it is when you dig in and put the hours and the time. And I think really having a clear intention and also wanting to provide the best value to all of your clients, whether it is the tenants, landlords, developers, I think people intrinsically understand that. And I speak, I think it speaks volumes. Um, so I would say there wasn't one thing in particular, but it was a nice portfolio of different um, values and also creativity branding that I put together. Yeah. You got to do it from the beginning, exactly how you wanted it to, which is, which is great. And right. I'm curious, you know, what is the single most important action that you've taken 
every day that has attributed most to your success? Is there like like a one thing that just really you could boil it down to that my listeners could take away? Um, if I had to say one thing, I would say it's follow through. I think a lot of people say, let me get back to you. And I think if you were to put a stat on it, maybe 15% of people do, right? If you were to really extend that out. But I think following back and getting back to people is really important. It builds trust. They can depend on you, which is really important, especially when we're dealing with millions of dollars and people's livelihoods. They need to know that they can trust someone and that what is said will happen. Makes sense. So when it comes to, you're talking about, you know, retail, you love shopping, you're talking about, you know, restaurants, you love eating. Um, I'm, I'm curious how you're, you're finding listings because in, in this world, it feels like there's a lot of money floating around. There's a lot of investors that want to park cash in properties, but there's just a lack of inventory on both the commercial and the residential side. So uh, my, my curiosity is, you know, how are you getting listings? Um, and, you know, what's your, what's your strategy for that? Sure. So one of the advantages I have is that I actually am born and raised in the Madison area. So I've been here over 40 years. The nice thing that that offers clients is that I understand the little nuances of specific areas in the downtown, the near downtown suburbs. And additionally, when you add on to that of really having the market data, I'm a very thorough person. I like the big picture, but I am really focused on details in tandem. So I've done a lot of market research. I've knocked on doors over the years. I've cold called. To me, getting out and talking to people is the data that you really want. And I think a lot of people don't want to do it and they're not disciplined, so they don't follow through on that. Or they would rather um, do something other than cold call or reach out through social media and um, other avenues. So to me, it's really being disciplined and knowing people, talking to people. And that's where I find out, oh, they're going to level this area and it'll be a new development in a few years. As you know, being in the commercial arena, if you want to say a lot of our value as brokers is understanding and knowing the little details that other people don't know. That's how the pocket listings, that's how you're able to help your clients buy a property that is not on the market or people just don't know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it does help a lot to grow up somewhere or live somewhere for an extended period of time mm-hmm. because you really do start to notice nuances, see where development is going. Uh, notice little niches that others wouldn't necessarily understand, especially living out of state, looking at it from an investment standpoint. But even those that might have just moved there and, and are, you know, in a competitive space to you, it's like, I've been here my entire life. You know, I, I know more people. I know more little subtleties of these different areas. I know what's a, a good area to invest and what's up and coming. And I also right. know the the areas that have just always been, you know, like they are and they're, they're, the property values aren't really going anywhere. So, uh, yeah, definitely having that local knowledge is, is very key. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious, like a big question when it comes to real estate professionals and, and their careers overall, they know that their leads and the incoming leads are, are really their livelihood. And of mm-hmm. course, you have like your sphere. But do you have any, you know, lead generation sources other than like repeat and referral business that you really love and like it's a, it's a profitable lead generation source for you? I'm, I'm curious if you can share for our listeners. Right. 
The interesting thing is I'm old fashioned in that sense. Um, That's why I do want to talk to you uh, about some of your offerings. So a lot of it really is the cold calling. I don't think it's dead these days. Knock, you know, the canvassing, or if you want to say knocking on doors, obviously a lot of referrals since I've worked with several people and Mm -hmm. they've had great experiences Mm -hmm. and sharing with others, being in the area for a long time, social media, a lot of the listings I'm getting more recently is people do like my video tours. So it's very simplistic at this point. I pull out my iPhone and I shoot the space, share some of the details, and then they reach out to me. But that gets is easy to share with people and disseminate that information. So I have national credit tenants that are leasing spaces that way. I also have the local mom and pop. So the nice thing about it is I, I have, you know, some people where it's their very first space to the nationals that, you know, have a hundred stores, things of that nature. So I think it's an effective means as long as you're including the pertinent information and making sure that you're capturing the points that they need to help them understand, is this something they want to pursue or not? So I think those things is what, you know, what helped me to, I completed 24 deals last year. So those are the things that really do help with that. Yeah. And that's a significant amount of transaction volume for commercial as well. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm curious if you have any properties of your own, are you also an investor? Do you uh, have any, you know, cash flowing properties that it's like a phenomenal investment that you made? This year I am going to start investing. So for me, it's very exciting. I've been talking with different people, learning more about it. And it's just one of those, it's interesting. It's like a tipping point of you help people make you know, hundreds of thousands and millions. And I had always invested in my 401k, things of that nature. It was like the old corporate days that were still um, in the the back of my mind. And so this year I am transitioning into buying, of course, it's going to be retail and restaurants just because that's what I know. And I also like that. I feel like I have more control over that because I know the nuances in the market better than I do the stocks. I've, I've got a great investment broker, but you know how when you're used to being hands-on, it's nice to be able to have that. So it'll be nice to add to my portfolio with real estate. Absolutely. I think it's a mistake to be in the real estate realm and and live a life as a real estate professional and not invest in real estate yourself. I mean, that's buying and holding is what's setting you up for true retirement if that's what you want to do, but the ability for passive income and, and just freedom. So yeah, I, I really agree. It's important to be an investor yourself. And me starting as an investor, I've always had that mindset. But I've right. noticed after getting into the industry that a lot of real estate professionals that are on the transaction side don't think that way. So I, I kind of found that fascinating. And I'm glad that you're making that transition. Definitely. And that's where I think too, it's one of the perks of our area, right? Of being a commercial broker is that a lot of us genuinely love what we do. We just don't want to work so hard as we get older. And so what's nice is through the investments and also, you know, you get to say yes to the deals that you want and no to the other ones. And that's where too, I'm looking to grow my firm because I've, I've been having to turn a business away or refer it out to junior brokers at other firms. So of course I see, you know, the upside that I could have. So I am looking for great agents for my firm. Awesome. Good to know. And we'll we'll definitely uh, make sure that they can get in touch with you at the end. But uh, I'm, I'm also curious if you have like any quotes that you live by or, or think of often. You know, as far as I love listening 
um, on success theories, people that have been successful in different areas. Think and Grow Rich is a favorite book. I really enjoy listening to the Ed Milet podcast as well. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're familiar with him. I am. The common theme is people that really just want to know their the furthest expansion that they as people can have. And to me, that's something I've always wanted to know of how far can you go, right? And I, being a, an avid distance runner, I, I liken a lot of commercial real estate to those marathons or the half marathons of where it's like you're pushing as hard as you can, but you also have to know when to kind of let up a little bit because it's not a sprint. And so commercial is a perfect example of that, right? Of it takes months, it can take years to do a deal. And so it's really knowing kind of those limits of yourself, what you need to do to recoup, recover, when you can really put the pedal to the metal, things of that nature. So I I see it as a complete art and I listen to YouTube a lot and other podcasters and I'm reading a book right now by Jim Quick and it's on mindset. So I think mindset is very powerful and I think it's making a firm decision, which then Uh, reaps itself through the different emotions, which lead to actions. And then what I like to say is success, because if you make a strong and good decision and you consistently and in a disciplined manner, keep that going, I think you're going to have a result. And it's um, seeing the, the long goal of it. And all of us in our careers have had challenges. And it's knowing that you'll find the resources, ask the right questions, and that like you're always able to surmount it. It might take longer than one would like, but it's always possible in my line of thinking. I love that. Being a student of life and a, you know a student of success is so important. And uh, I, I hope that the podcasts that I've done and put out to the world have helped people out there. And I always just try and focus on value and extracting value from successful real estate professionals like yourself. So yeah, that's, you. that's why we're here. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Share that. So right. I'm curious if you have any like bad recommendations that you hear given to real estate professionals where you're like, ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> as far as getting into the field or as far as with clients? Either one, really. I mean, it could be mm-hmm. to would be or new agents getting advice, you know, or it could be something that has to do with, you know, like how they're interacting with clients and they're more seasoned agents, but getting advice from, from, uh, either like older real estate professionals or or whatever it is, but you're just, have you ever heard any like bad advice given in the industry? Definitely. Um, I would say something that's really important for people to be cognizant of is to know your sphere of expertise. And Mm -hmm. if you want to start getting into an area that you're not as familiar with, please, please, please (laughs) co-broke with another broker, whether it's within your firm or another firm, because I have seen um, different brokers that are not familiar with restaurants try to broker a deal. Like for example, one was actually a a residential broker, so they didn't know commercial. And I (laughs) often think between retail and restaurants, Restaurants is kind of the graduate program because there's just so many details and nuances within HVAC, the electrical and all the different build out that, you know, again, for some of these people, it's their, you know, a very significant portion of their livelihood. And I think people need to realize that, respect that and also know where your capabilities are and get help if you don't have it. So that was something I've seen that I 
it makes me cringe. I would say too, sometimes people just, they really want to get into the area and they hear that it's hard. Um, I think there was a stat that approximately 76% drop out after year one in the commercial real estate realm. I think what's important is when they're asking questions, understand why people like it and why people don't or why they weren't successful or why they were. Because depending on where that person is, they might have similar interests or they might be very different. And again, I think just the, the commitment to your client and also follow through. Some people just, I think, aren't used to all the ups and downs. And so if they're not a pretty stable person or able to release stress in a, in a healthy and positive manner, that it can really tip the apple cart, if you want to say, for people. Got it. Yeah, no, I think that's good advice as far as knowing your strengths and mm-hmm. not being afraid to co-broke when you're learning something new. It's like just because you've been doing- That's really a big one. Yeah. Just because mm-hmm. you've been doing real estate or some facet of it for 30 years on the residential side or, or 30 right. years on, on the commercial side in multifamily doesn't right. mean that now you can expertly guide someone through a retail or a restaurant transaction. Right. So and my example that I throw out for people, Jeffrey, is, you know, sure, you can go to a doctor, but are you going to go to your foot doctor for your eye problem? And it really okay. is. I mean, it's it very similar. It really right. is. They are right. specialties within a, the same industry, the same field that are so right. different. And Completely. and also you're not going to, typically you're not going to go to like a general practitioner for a, a specialty type of procedure. Exactly. And, and so that's why I've always believed in niching down. I know, I know some that have success in being more uh, generalists, but for me, it's like I've always been taught and I've always seen success through niching down. And so that's why I'm very focused on, look, this is, the realm that I have lived in and I've had clients in and like I've had exposure to, I'm going to stay here. And uh, so that's why I chose multifamily. And it was kind of the same for you. Like you had experience in retail and restaurants. Right. You loved those industries. Right. And so, um, you, you know, you, you focused on those and now you've, you have a blossoming career from that. Right. And tying on to that, when I do talk to newer people that are interested in, in getting into it, I say definitely find your niche. I think it's one of those people are sometimes afraid to hang their hat on something because they don't feel that they have a fallback. But at the same time, I would say, well, why don't you redirect your thoughts and focus on the success and what would it take for you to be successful if this is an area that you really like? Because, you know, no one has a guarantee, right, of that you're going to live to 80, 95 or whatever it might be of find an area that you really like and then also going back to understanding your skill set and what you're good at. And if those two are able to marry up, then by all means, hang your hat on it or your shingle and just put everything into it and don't look back. Yep. I love that. So when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, Mm -hmm. what questions do you ask yourself to get back on track? Yep. So what I like to do is, because I've been in the habit for years of just I like to go in and knock things out, right? I'm not kind of a pitter-patter person. I kind of joke that I'm kind of like a bull in a china cabinet. When (laughs) when the decision is there, I am 200% in. So I tend to sit at my desk for too long and things of that nature. So what I am actually focusing on, it's one of my goals for 2022 here, is I have a timer that I've been setting to get up, to walk, do some jumping jacks, you know, some push-ups, just kind of 
get something physical going and, and shift that and then come back to the work. Cause then too, I think, um, you know, when you do have that heightened energy versus sitting for quite a while, um, I think you'll just process things more quickly and enjoy the process even more. But when I'm really stressed out and it's been something that I enjoy doing is I'm a big runner again. You'll notice that throughout our time today of, I love being outdoors, even in Wisconsin winters and running. I just, I think it's really important to exercise all facets of yourself, physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally. And that's how, that's how I see it as being a whole person. You need your good friendships, family, loved ones, things of that nature too. So I think if you put everything in one little sector, you're not going to, even if you're financially successful, you're not going to feel successful because these other areas will almost be like a drought. So to me, being physical, I love that. And um, taking little breaks and just mixing it up again, going out to new places, meeting up with friends and trying different things is uh, very rewarding for me. I'm glad to hear you mention the physical body and breaking out from all the mental work that's done so often sitting at a desk, you know, on the phones all day, typing things all day, you know, squinting at us at a screen, you know, all of that, I feel like it needs to just be released and broken up by getting out there, getting in nature. You've, you've mentioned running so many times and, you know, if you're not a runner, then making sure that you hit the gym that day, you know, I'm, I'm more of a, of a gym guy. Like I go to CrossFit, but man, when that 430 comes, like I've been working all day on mental work. It is so nice to leave the office, go and for an hour, Number one, I do CrossFit because I don't have to think about it. The coach tells me what to do and we like, right. we, all, we all warm up together. There's a prescribed workout. We do the workout, we cool down, we leave. And so it's like one hour that like I don't have to think and I'm purely mm-hmm. physical and I still could be competitive. I could still push it. And then right. when I, I, I found when I do that, I now can come back and be the best version of myself for my wife because I'm not like bleeding work into the evening, still checking emails at six, like wrapping things up and, oh, you know, now she's talking to me, but it's like a brick wall because I'm still thinking about the day. That doesn't happen when I I actually just break and go work out and come back. And it's like this reset, right? So it's so critical. Yeah. And I think in general, right, people need to be physical. And Mm. I mean, I cringe of thinking... And again, to me, it doesn't matter what what people do, as long as there's some type of movement, it could be ballet, yoga, I mean, anything, as long as people are moving. And I think too, like there's so much of physicality tied into the mentality. And I think too, one, it offloads stress, it's enjoyable, it's a nice way to connect with people and yourself. And um, I think it's Jim Rohn, I love listening to him too, an oldie but goodie, of he was always saying of be where you are. Kind of like to Mm. your point, Jeffrey, when you're at work, 200% focus. When you're at the gym, it's 200%. When you're with wife, 200%. And then that way, I think you live a full life and it's not the regrets. And otherwise, we've all been there, right? Of someone on their phone or this and that. And it's like they're there and they're not. And you just, you feel the disconnect. And it's, you know, it, it can be so much more. So let's play full out, I say. I love it. No, you, I have you a I have a right. marathon actually in London. So wow. for me, I like to yeah. When I joke, I'm training for life. But every once in a while, I'll, I will throw in a marathon. And what was fun then is 
I run with my brother and his wife and we ran Berlin, Germany in September. So it's just nice to have something to train for too of, um, you know, your why, right? Why am I doing this beyond just uh, physical movement and things? Yes. When I have an event I'm working towards, I'm always much more motivated and I hold myself accountable much more. Right. You'll give it that extra 20, 25%. And that's where I think too, in different deals of, you know, you schedule a vacation because you're, you know, you're going to be putting in a lot of extra hours or this or that. But I think everyone needs some type of carrot, whatever that might look like to really give it that extra oomph and, and just stick the landing. Yes. 100%. Well, is there something that I should have asked you or anything that you'd like to expand upon from earlier? I would say if someone is looking in the the Madison area that I would love to talk to them about joining the abstract team and, and talk to them more deeply about commercial real estate and our market and understand their needs and see how I might be able to help. And to, you know, even working with brokers from out of state, things of that nature, I do work with a lot of master brokers um, in addition to new tenants or landlords developers. So it's really being a resource. And I think kind of, you know, you have this a similar value set of it's providing value and helping people. So even if, you know, it's not a current tenant or something of if I can help someone and connect them by all means, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Awesome. I love that. So how can listeners contact you? They can reach me at abstractcommercialrealestate.com or on my cell phone, 608-239-4781. Heather Ewing, everyone. Awesome commercial broker in Madison, Wisconsin. Really appreciate having you on. It was such a pleasure to talk about real estate and working out and the balance between life and just all the things that we covered today. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And I know my listeners appreciate it too. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.